of the Albany Law School podcast. I'm Ben Myers, Associate Director of Communications and Marketing here at Albany Law School. On this episode of the podcast, we're speaking with Mina Mirzai, who is a 3L and is the student trustee and is part of the Albany Law School Board of Trustees for this upcoming year. She's also part of the team that launched the Albany Law School Literary Circle. She's a violinist. She's a dog lover. So you're going to learn a lot about Mina on this episode of the podcast. Before we get to it, though, our reminders, as always, stay up to date on all of our COVID-19 policies here at the law school at albanylaw.com. .edu, and then look at the top red ribbon on the page. You're going to see COVID-19. Click on that. You'll get up to date on all the recent things that we've been doing to fight our way through the pandemic. Stay up to date on all the news and everything happening here at the law school by following us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And if you like this episode of the podcast and you want to hear more, just subscribe on any of the major podcast services or check out our SoundCloud account. Enough from me. Let's talk to me now. Back here on the podcast with Mina. And Mina, if you just take a second to introduce yourself to everybody listening to the show today. Hi, everyone. My name is Mina Mirzai. I'm a third-year student, obviously here at Albany Law School, and I'm incredibly excited to join you, Ben. Thank you so much for your time today. Absolutely. And you don't usually get an opportunity to talk to a member of the Board of Trustees <laughs> that often, so we're very excited to have you here. We'll get into the student trustee portion in, in just a second. but How's it been on campus so far this fall? As you said, you're 3L. It's a very challenging time still with because of COVID. So how do you, have you seen the student body handling everything so far? Uh, I think, you know, first of all, I'm very grateful to be on campus, as I'm sure so many students are. I think that Albany Law students have done an incredible job being flexible and understanding. And our leadership at the law school has been incredible navigating the past couple of years, which have been incredibly difficult. I would say this fall specifically, I've just maintained cautious optimism every single day. It's a day-by-day process, and especially reading the news and seeing what's happening in the world, specifically with respect to the pandemic and obviously the recent happenings with respect to the Delta variant and the uncertainties that are still out there. I can say that I'm maintaining my optimism, of course, cautiously, but also maintaining a reality check on myself that each and every day we can come to campus. We have to be incredibly grateful for our presence, but also recognize that we have to maintain the flexibility that we've been able to attain over the last couple of years because nothing is obviously certain but we try to make things work the best we can, given what we have. You're starting your 3L year here, but let me take a step back. What made Albany Law School the right fit for you way back when you started? Well, I went to undergrad um, in Omaha, Nebraska at Creighton University. and Oh, the Blue Jays, the fighting <laughs> yes. Blue Jays. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, you know, when I tell people that, myself being from the D.C. area, born and raised, people just kind of stare at me. They're like, oh, my God, you know, you went to the literal middle of the country and attended undergrad. And while I was there, I had heard a lot about Albany Law School, as a matter of fact. Albany Law School has had, I believe, a faculty member from the law school go over to Creighton 
or vice versa. I don't know the exact story with that, but I had heard about Albany Law School is what I'm trying to get at. And I had heard about Albany Law School because a lot of the mission that Creighton carried, uh, not necessarily because it is a Catholic Jesuit school, but because it is a mission-driven school where students are told to be men and women for and with others. You know, they really train us in community service and guidance and mentorship. I saw that in Albany Law School. And specifically, my mentor at Creighton mentioned to me that if I wanted to go into governmental law, if I wanted to go into public service, there really was no better law school than Albany Law School. And of course, Albany Law School is located in the capital of New York. And not only did that attract me to the law school, but its size. Creighton and Albany, in terms of their relative sizes, are quite similar. And I knew if I was comfortable at an undergraduate institution, which was on the smaller end, I would certainly be able to be comfortable and also possibly thrive at a law school like Albany that is also on the smaller side of things. So I definitely appreciated multiple aspects of the law school but it was definitely my undergraduate experience and hearing about the law school, which helped really guide and drive me to ultimately come to Albany Law School. So that's looking in the past. Let's look in the future a little bit. Mm -hmm. Of course, three a year. This is hopefully the last year you'll have to be in the classroom. <laughs> yeah. But what are your plans for post Albany Law School? Uh, I'm first of all, I'm just so unbelievably humbled and grateful to be in my third year. I cannot emphasize that enough. And the people that I've met at the law school, yourself included, faculty, staff, alumni, students, it's been, it's really been a journey. It's been a life-changing journey. And I'm not the same person that I was when I came to the law school. And I say that in the best way possible. Next year, I will be a ADA at the Brooklyn DA's office, and I just, I've never been more excited in my life to look forward to the next year in my life. And with that being said, I know there's going to be a huge learning curve, and I know that I have so much still to learn, but I'm excited, and I feel like Albany Law School has and continues to instill in me the skills and the abilities to be able to take on those new challenges, to become the best prosecutor that I can become and the best attorney, the most ethical attorney that I can be. So I'm just excited to learn. I'm excited to continue seeing new things and meeting new people. And that's probably some of my goals um, as I complete my time here at Albany Law. The main reason why we have you here, we love talking to you, Meanie. You've been on the show before, and we'll have a link to the previous episode in the show notes. But this one's a little special because as of this semester, you were named, or have taken on the position at least, the student trustee. And you sit on the board of trustees here at Albany Law School. Board of trustees runs the whole show. They are even higher on the totem pole than the dean. So, Mina, if you just share with us, how did you become the student trustee this year? Well, um, first of all, thank you for allowing me on the show a second time. It's definitely been a pleasure both times speaking with you. With respect to the student trustee, I actually had no idea that I was even being uh, nominated to become student trustee. Professor Mary Lynch nominated me and the school reached out to me and asked if I wanted to actually apply, if I wanted to take my candidacy further. And of course, I was so overwhelmed and so honored and, and I said yes. And I went through a series of three total interviews, one with the 
the former student trustee, Ms. Abby Demi Donovan, um, members of our Albany Law School faculty and Dean Queenan, and one final interview with a few of the actual trustees who currently sit on the board. And I was chosen as a result of that process. And I'm just incredibly humbled and honored to have been chosen as a student trustee for this academic school year. And yeah, Abby's great. We talked with Abby last year, right yeah. around this time of year too, and she's fantastic. So it's yeah. a it's a really nice transition from from her to yourself. Can you pull back the curtain a little bit for us? What's it like being a trustee? What are the meetings like? I, I know you can't get into details, of course, but can you just give us a little bit of idea what happens in that room? Absolutely. Uh, you know, we have not had a tremendous number of meetings. We've actually had one special meeting so far thus far this year. But what I can say as a student sitting in on these meetings is I'm first of all overwhelmed a little bit because we're doing these things over Zoom at the moment. We were going to have a, a larger, I think, in-person meeting at the end of September, an official board meeting per se. But when you are, as a student, sitting in on these meetings, there's literally decades of legal experience and expertise sitting in front of you, chiming in on their thoughts, you know, describing how their days have gone, how their weeks have gone, asking each other how they're doing. You know, they're so cordial and inviting and kind. And I just can't express um, really how wonderful it is as a student to see alumni who have thrived and done so, so well in the legal community, in so many parts of the legal community, come together and make decisions and have thoughts and concerns and discuss the future of the law school. So that's kind of what I've experienced so far. And as, I can, as I've mentioned, they're just such inviting people. And I am so grateful to Dean Ouellette, who's also been holding my hand through this process truly and really guiding me because myself, I've never served on a board of trustees before in my life. So this is really my first foray into it. And of course, as a student trustee, you know, I, I sit very humbly and recognize that as a student, I bring certain perspective, but I also have to keep an open mind and an open perspective to what the board members bring as well to the table. So it's been a wonderful experience, and I'm just so excited to continue in conversations and further meetings with the board. Abby had open office hours. I'm sure you have a, mm -hmm. a similar setup as your trustee duties need. You need to hear from you, the people you are overseeing and, and working with, then that's the student body. What have you heard from students so far? Have there been a lot of concerns? Uh, of course, COVID, I'm sure, is on the top of everybody's mind, but speaking with other students, what have you heard so far? It's been incredible talking to students. I think most of all, uh, when I speak to students, I feel like they just need someone to talk to. And I think that that's something that we undervalue sometimes as law students, because we're so caught up with, you know, planning things and thinking about things on our own that sometimes we just need a sounding board and someone to speak to. And so I've been very grateful to be that sounding board for students and the few students so far, because it is, you know, so early in the semester still who have come and spoken to me, I've honestly been able to redirect to other parts of the law school that don't necessarily reach 
the point of having to present their issues to the board. And I say this not to say that I'm sure challenging questions will come up that I might have to present to the board. But so far, I've realized that a lot of incoming students, including obviously first year students and also some second and third year students, just need to know about, for example, the wellness programming we have at the law school, need to know who the dean of academic affairs is, or need to know, you know, who or what to do in a certain circumstance that that might be unique to them due to the pandemic. And I'm able to help redirect them to the various departments and individuals who might be able to best help them. And so that's been incredibly rewarding. And some other issues that have come up have just been about issues relating to diversity and how our law school is responding to the need for greater diversity, not only in the faculty and staff that we have at the law school, but also in events that our students host and that students recognize as part of our community. So these have all been issues that have come up and I've been so grateful to be able to work with students on. And I'm incredibly excited to continue talking to students about what concerns them because I think it's incredibly important as a semester goes on and as we discussed at the top of this, as uncertainties associated with the pandemic, you know, keep cropping up that students know, you know, I'm here to listen to them and speak to them and have those conversations that they just might not be sure who to have those conversations with at the start. As we talked about last time you were on the show, just to transition here a little mm-hmm. bit is the Albany Law School Literary Circle, which you had a major part in helping launch at yeah. the beginning of the pandemic and it mm-hmm. survived and thrived even yeah. through its yeah. second summer. How's it been going from the outside? Looks like it's doing really well and people are really enjoying it, but how has it been organizing so far? I have to first say it was wonderful um, being the founding president of Albany Law's Albany Law School, one of its largest student organizations, the literary circle, I mean, continues to thrive. And this summer and this year, I've opted to just be a reader and a participant. My vice president from last year, Andrea Gagliardi, is now president. She's doing a fabulous job. I mean, she's a leader in our student community in general, obviously through SBA, but she just did a phenomenal job this summer, once again, rallying incoming first-year students, faculty, staff, students together. Once again, it was through a virtual format and given the constraints of the pandemic, once again, it was incredibly versatile and helpful for a lot of people to connect together. And I just can't express how grateful I am for her and for the entire current e-board. I think it will continue to be successful and continue to grow because it provides once again a place where students can have a conversation outside of maybe the law school or outside the realm of specific legal theory and just talk about life, talk about issues that matter to them. And I think we as students sometimes don't realize how much we have to say until we're given the opportunity. And so I thank Andrea and I thank the entire current e-board of the Literary Circle for continuing the incredible work that they're doing. And I've just been thrilled to be a participant. And it's been wonderful to see from a participant standpoint, without the stress of putting everything together, um, how wonderful uh, the program is. As a reader, though, I'm sure you have some book recommendations, <laughs> or I mean, 3L year, you read a lot of cases, too. So I'm not exactly yeah. sure. But do you have any recommendations that you've heard of, either through the literary circle or maybe there's a case, maybe there's a case we should be reading? What do you think? 
oh, well, you know, I'm no legal scholar, but, you know, in terms of case law, I can't claim to want to give anyone any extra case law to read <laughs> myself. <laughs> I think I'm a little still bogged down in second department and third department case law for, you know, a little too much for my own liking for that matter. But, <laughs> but you know, something that we read this summer that uh, I'm, I'm speaking to my ladies now that I think that they would find incredibly inspiring to read, which I have now read twice through is is Ruth Bader Ginsburg's uh, My Own Words. Um, it's, her, it's her memoir. It's incredibly inspiring to read. And especially because, like I said, I'm talking to my ladies, as women in the law, there are so many instances where we are faced with challenges. We are faced with, I would say, consequential decisions that, you know, she obviously faced in a different way in the time period that she was coming up in the law, but in a lot of ways still remain today in the legal profession. And I sometimes sit with my fellow female peers and we talk about what we've gone through. And I have to say, reading her memoir and reading how she handled those issues, just being a woman in the law at a period in time in law where women were not necessarily as invited as they are today, really not only provides perspective, but incredible, incredible insight. So I cannot recommend her memoir enough. And, and may she rest in peace. I mean, certainly she remains with us uh, very much in our minds alive and well. So I'm just incredibly grateful to have now read through that book twice. And it always provides me another level of insight I didn't think, think of the first time. Well, speaking of doing things twice, <laughs> it is time for the Albany Law School podcast lightning round for the second time in your career. Are you ready for the lightning round? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> right, here we go. I tried to go back and find the ones I asked before, but I might have pulled the wrong questions. So oh, totally we'll, see. we'll see. We, you can, people can check my work if they listen to both podcasts here. Totally fine. So your first one up in the lightning round is, do you have any pets? And if you don't, do you mm -hmm. want to get one? Are you a dog person or a cat person? <laughs> um, well, unfortunately, I do not have any pets, but anyone who knows me knows I'm borderline a complete nut. I love dogs so, so much um, to the point that I treat them exactly like I treat humans. And that is with kindness and utmost respect. And <laughs> so if I were to ever get a dog, I would probably get a golden retriever just because growing up, we had a neighbor who had one. Um, and unfortunately, he actually passed due to bone cancer um, when I was incredibly young. So we weren't able to see through him a lot of his life. But I feel Feel like I would probably get a golden retriever in his remembrance. And honestly, I love every type of dog. So this was a very difficult question for me to think about, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we try and do. We ask the hard hitting questions here in the lightning yeah. round. <laughs> now we're going to bring back a game we've played on the lightning round before. We call it mm -hmm. Would You Rather? And this one's going to have a little bit of a twist. So you have to pick one or the other here mm -hmm. amongst the following. Yeah. Would you rather start your morning without coffee or without hot water for a shower? Definitely without coffee. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I, I, I'm definitely a coffee drinker. I always need that <laughs> cup of coffee to get going in the morning. Oh, I totally understand. I'm a tea drinker. So maybe I'm, you know, kind of splitting hairs with the words that you're using. If you would put a warm bed. <laughs> well, that's what attorneys do. That's what attorneys do. That's totally fair. So, but, you know, I feel like because I'm a tea drinker, the coffee question wasn't too difficult. <laughs> Would you rather always get stuck at red lights or mm -hmm. always have to wait in line at the supermarket? 
honestly wait in line at the supermarket just because I've been driving ever since I could start driving. And red lights can be very frustrating just because, you know, you already have to plan out so much in terms of your momentum when you're driving. And the last thing you need is to anticipate having a red light at every single red light on your way to your destination. I think it would probably add 10 extra minutes to any drive. So that would probably frustrate me a lot more than standing in line at a supermarket. <laughs> Fair enough. I think you've made a good you've made a good argument, counselor. I agree with you. <laughs> would you rather have super sensitive taste or super sensitive hearing? This is a very interesting one. I would say super sensitive taste for two reasons. One, because I love food. I love cooking international cuisine and obviously cuisine that's considered like quote unquote American. But super sensitive hearing has not done me well as someone who played violin for almost two decades of my life. I actually already have super sensitive hearing and living in apartments, it's not the best. I can literally sometimes hear my neighbors opening up bags of chips, talking to their spouse. So if I could go back... Wow. I would probably rather have super sensitive taste than hearing because the hearing one has been a little bit of an issue. <laughs> wow, we I, I had no idea. You I always learn something new in these in these lightning round questions. Yes. <laughs> Last one, and with allergy season coming up, you have oh, to pick Lord. one or the other here. Would you rather have constantly dry eyes or a constantly itchy nose? Oh gosh, um both very painful. And first of all, my heart goes out to people who suffer from one or both of these ailments. It's not a joke for sure. No, definitely um. not. <laughs> Mine always go, gets really bad in the fall for whatever oh, reason. God. Yeah. I would say I don't know any particular cure to a constantly itchy nose. On the other hand, I know that with dry eyes, modern medicine has developed eye drops and other forms of treatment. So I'd rather do the dry eyes only because I know how I would be able to handle it. With the nose, I feel like, especially with masks, I would just be a mess. I'd probably just be like removing my mask or going over my mask and it would just be a whole issue. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. it's uh, Neither one of those is tough. We try and make it as difficult as possible and would you rather. So <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. That's a tough one. Thank you. <laughs> We've reached the end of the podcast. As always, we always ask the same question here to all of our guests. Is there anything you'd like to say to the Albany Law School community? I would love to say, you know, welcome back to Albany Law School. Welcome back to my peers who are third year students. Congratulations on making it to the third year. I'm so incredibly excited for each of you as I am for myself. And I'd also like to say that I'm your student trustee. And what that means is I'm here to serve the Albany Law School community and specifically students. So as you're listening to this and thereafter, if you have any questions or concerns or thoughts that you think you'd like to talk to me about, please do not hesitate. As Ben mentioned through this podcast, my office hours are open. I respond to email way too quickly on a daily basis, overnight, in the morning to be humanly normal, but it's because I care. So so please don't feel like you can't reach out to me or contact me because I'm happy to speak to each one of you. And I just hope you continue to be safe and healthy and happy as we continue on through this school year. Mina, the pleasure is all mine. Thank you so much for being on the podcast again. Uh, we're just really very much appreciated. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you for putting this podcast together. I know you've been doing the podcast for a period of time now. And thank you for your time in putting them together. I know that they are an incredible part of our community. And thank you for all the work that you've done. Thank you. Thank you.